This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to Becky All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And joining us now to talk about week two of the college football slate is Emery Hunt, owner of Football Game Plan. You can follow him on X at FBall Game Plan. Emery, thank you so much for joining us. I know we've probably asked every guest this and every analyst has had to answer such questions. And so let's start this interview no differently. What do you make of Colorado, and how do you see this game playing out against Nebraska? Well, you're asking the right person because apparently I was the only person in America that had Colorado plus 20 and a half and also knew what was going to happen with Shadura Sanders and Travis Hunter. I actually had a segment where I talked about him as a dark horse Heisman candidate back in July based off what I saw from him at Jackson State. So I am not surprised. Um, but in this game here, it's, it's funny. I joked about it the other day. Nebraska's walking to a buzzsaw. Not only is it a great historical rivalry between Nebraska and Colorado, but this is the home opener for the Buffaloes, coming off of an upset victory. Great performance by your star quarterback, Shadour Sanders. There's a little bit of pettiness beef in the offseason between Matt Rule and Deion Sanders. That stadium is going to be packed. You're going to see random celebrities on the sideline. You may see Wesley Snipes standing next to Will Smith, standing next to Jesse Spano, standing next to Zach Moore. It's going to be insane. So I don't care who Nebraska trots out there on Saturday. They're going to get smoked. So lay these points with Colorado. I love it. It's like Colorado has all of a sudden become appointment viewing, and I love to see it. Number 13, Oregon at Texas Tech intrigues me. Oregon scored 81 points in week one. I know that was against Portland State, but still, 81 is quite impressive. What are you expecting in this matchup? Shout out to Portland State, though. Sometimes you know, karma comes back late. I remember back in the early 80s, they beat somebody 105 to nothing. So you're going to get – it's going to come back to you. You know what I'm saying? So this is this would happen to them last weekend. But I feel like this is a situation where we may see Texas Tech allow one loss become two because a lot of people thought they were just going to go into Laramie and roll through Wyoming, and they found themselves in a dogfight in overtime, which means an extended game. Um, uh, uh, an upset loss, so to speak, and now you have to double back, rebound, and get right up to speed and go play a top uh, 25 team in Oregon that has a really good quarterback in Bo Nix that's perennially good along the offensive line and that can play any type of game. They can lean on you with their run game. 
They can also air it out. Bo Nix is someone that does a great job off script, and their defense has elite-level athleticism at the back seven level. So this is a tough matchup for Texas Tech. Their first game was supposed to be that pseudo-tune-up, but it kind of ended up operating in the opposite way. So I like Oregon here in this one as well. Certainly the headliner of the weekend will be Texas at Alabama. Uh, Crimson Tide seven-point favorites. The total is 54. Alabama is playing a different quarterback this go-round, and Texas doesn't have Bijan Robinson. So how much of last year matters in a game like this one? And can Alabama, despite being favorites at home, can they cover seven? You know, this is interesting. This is one of those games where we're going to find out whether or not it is an anomaly or a sign of things to come. And I'm talking about what we saw last weekend from Jalen Milrow against Middle Tennessee State. Was that the anomaly or has he made those jumps uh, that we wanted to see from him this season? And on the Texas side, the defense, the explosiveness that they have on both sides of the ball, the fact that they can say, man, if Quinn Ewers was in that ball game last year for the full 60 minutes, we not only beat Alabama, we beat the brakes off Alabama. So you have that confidence for them coming in, but now you have the extract of them going to Tuscaloosa in a hostile environment. Can Alabama match up versus a team in Texas that has, to be completely fair and honest, better personnel at receiver, better personnel at running back, have a very good offensive line, comparable defensive line, much more explosiveness on the back end in the secondary. I think it's a tough matchup, but I feel like this line is a little bit too inflated. It should be a three to four-point game, so I'm going to take Texas in the points here against Alabama. This is a true toss-up that, we, that we'll get in week two. I'm curious your overall thoughts on how you rate Florida State. They obviously looked very impressive, and I just saw that FSU has scored at least 35 points in seven straight games, which is the longest active streak in the nation. This spread is 30 and a half. You think Florida, straight, Florida State can cover tomorrow? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Trust Florida State here. And I'm big on psychology and philosophy and, you know, being able to read between the lines when you're watching these athletes perform. And what you saw last weekend against LSU was a team that just had a little bit more fight in them, a little bit more dog in them across the board. Their defensive line took getting blocked personally, so they were just fighting through blocks, finding their way to the football you saw running backs finishing runs. You saw receivers playing above the rim, consistently breaking tackles. You saw defensive backs tackling guys through the ground, O-linemen blocking guys through the whistle. That's something that you just can't turn on or off on a Saturday. That shows you that Florida State had practiced that way all winter workouts, all spring workouts, all summer camp, and it manifested itself out there on the field against LSU. They were physically dominant than LSU and that think that's just going to carry over now because now they know they have no room for error and we're looking to be a very talented packed college football slate there's about eight teams vying for those four spots in the playoffs so I see them not having a, a step back and just really trying to mow down every opponent to make sure they get to the playoffs. He's Emory Hunt owner of football game plan here on BetQL Daily 
is this the beginning of the end for Clemson? After that loss to Duke and all of the criticisms about Dabo Sweeney not touching the transfer portal, all of that stuff, and Florida State's resurgence, maybe even North Carolina being a true contender in that conference, is this the beginning of the end for Clemson? I don't think so. I think sometimes it takes something to happen for people to learn. Maybe this is the loss that he needed to, to have to say, you know what, let me reassess readjust and get in that transfer portal and get busy. But also we have to give credit to Duke because last year Duke was nine and four and they were about four to five plays away from undefeated, not games. They literally had games won and lost on a play or two in that particular game. So this is a very good and experienced Duke football team that's going to be competitive and win games like this throughout the, the course of the season. So for Clemson, I still feel like they are a brand name. They're still, you know, able to rest on, hey, we won two national championships under Dabo Sweeney. We can go and get guys in the Northeast Georgia corridor. We own the state of South Carolina over the state school and University of South Carolina in terms of recruits. We can kind of go anywhere and get those guys, and they have a track record of developing O-linemen, D-linemen, uh, wide receivers for the NFL. So they still have a lot going for them that they'll be able to overcome this loss to do. But this is not – the Duke that we used to know, this is a very good Duke football team, so there's no shame in losing uh, to the Blue Devils. Looking at this college football card, Emery, where, where, what are some of your favorite upsets? Where might there be a surprise this weekend? I, I feel like Cincinnati and Emory Jones, who has played for as many schools as JT Daniels, both of these guys should have doctorate degrees by the time they're done. <laughs> when you look at them and how well they played uh, last weekend, granted it was against Eastern Kentucky, but I cover a lot of FCS. Eastern Kentucky is going to be a very good team in the FCS, but Emory Jones looked the best that we've seen from him in his entire career. And Pitt, I think Cincinnati has a better quarterback than Pitt, and Pitt lost a lot on defense to the NFL draft, but they tend to re- uh, replenish guys. Offensively, you still have some questions about the offensive line. They lost some key guys to the NFL draft in that capacity as well. So this is probably the perfect spot for a team that's, what, seven-and-a-half-point underdogs to go in to pit and take out the Panthers. And I think that's the biggest upset of the week, Cincinnati knocking out the Pitt Panthers. Yeah, Emory, I'm glad you brought up Cincinnati because I wonder when you're handicapping who can win the Big 12. And I get Texas is absolutely stacked and Oklahoma looked fantastic in, in week one. But it also feels like that we perhaps underrated the new kids on the block, the new teams that are transferring to the Big 12, like a Cincinnati, like a Central Florida. UCF, 17-1 to 1 on BetMGM to win the Big 12. Do you perhaps see any value with some of those newcomers to the Big 12 possibly coming in and winning the conference? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because that's the value in the Big 12 right now. UCF, no one is talking about the Golden Knights and how they are playing and, and what they brought back this this season. They are more equipped to handle the week-to-week rigors of the Big 12 based on how they're built along both sides of the line of scrimmage. They hit the transfer portal hard. On the offensive line, they got better. They have tremendous speed in the backfield, including their quarterback, John Reese Plumlee. Now, if he can improve uh, his consistency throwing the football and making sure a lot of his passes go to the the guys on his team, um, then they'll be even 
more explosive on offense. But this is a team, because of his speed, because of the speed they have in the backfield, because of what they bring to the table on defense, and they're long and athletic in the secondary, uh, this is a very good team that has the potential to win the Big 12. Texas is someone that compares favorably to them. Uh, but Texas, I believe, has a better quarterback than Quinn Ewers. But this UCF team is, is really good, really explosive, and built to succeed uh, the, the rest of the way. I know you mentioned Deion Sanders and his Heisman uh, Trophy candidates on his team, but where else might you be looking for Heisman this season? I'm biased a little bit, maybe, because I played the running back position in college. But I, I just liked when the award was going to the best overall player in college football. There's value. I know he. I know um, uh, Brian Kelly does a fantastic job of not playing his best players. And, and we saw that last year with Harold Perkins. And we saw it in the first game with Harold Perkins. Uh, playing him out of position. But I still feel like that's a good value for a defensive player. He's going to be a, a monster the rest of the way. Running back position, Braylon uh, Allen out of Wisconsin, 6'2", 245. Just a, a big physical presence with sprinter speed in that up-tempo offense. Um, yeah, Wisconsin, I, I feel like he has the potential to, to go over 2,000 yards. And that used to be the standard for the running back getting to at least the invite to New York and sometimes winning it. Uh, so I think he has potential there. And everyone was mm -hmm. talking about Marvin Harrison Jr. being that receiver, but, you know, he suffered that sh shoulder injury. And I, I feel like that's gonna he's going to miss games, so that's going to knock him out. But it's hard to also look at Caleb Williams and think he may not have a – it may not be a question on whether or not he's the, the best guy to win it again. You know, we talked about Tim Tebow probably – should have gotten two Heisman trophies. I felt like Herschel Walker should have gotten two. Uh, we know Archie Griffin got two. This is, I think, along those lines of someone that has that next, that, that has the best chance to be um, the second Heisman trophy winner to win the award again. This may be out of left field, but it is a bet I really like and just want to throw it out there and love your take on it. Ole Miss and Tulane. Total is 66 and a half, and I love the over. What say you? Yeah, you're never going to uh, twist my arm to take an under in the Ole Miss game, especially when they're playing <laughs> a, a team in Tulane that can also run up the, the, the score because their explosive run game, uh, you know, that they have in that, with that attack. It's a West Coast game, but they run the football better than anybody. And they have a great quarterback um, as well in, in Michael Pratt. I like Tulane in this game. I can't trust Ole Miss defensively, but because when you have those explosive offenses, you tend to forget about defense because you're so fascinated about scoring, scoring, scoring. Tulane, to me, plays better team defense enough to where not only they can get the stop to cover the spread, but they can also uh, get the stop needed to win the game. So I like this one to go crazy, to go over, and I like Tulane to pull off the upset. Ah, oh, that makes uh, Ed very happy. We've got about a minute left. Any other bets that we didn't touch on that you love for this weekend? I'm 32 and 20 in my CFL plays. So hear what I'm about to say, guys. Take the Edmonton Elks to knock off Calgary. I know they blew it last weekend late, but I like the Elks. Lay the points tonight with Ottawa over Hamilton. Uh, Ottawa was three in the, early in the week, minus three, now they're minus four. The Red Blacks will take care of business. 
And so, and lay the points with Toronto. Toronto's a double-digit favorite in this ball game. Lay the points, take Saskatchewan in the points against Winnipeg. I like Winnipeg to win the game, but it won't be by eight and a half points. Love it. I'm go. Canadian. You know, Some CFL plays. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't get enough CFL talk around here, Emery. It is, it is uh, very much appreciated. Emery Hunt, you can follow him on X at FBallGamePlan. Emery, thank you so much for your time. We greatly appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily by, presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we put a bow on the Sunday games in the NFL, including Cowboys and Giants. Gee, I wonder where Aaron's going to land on that one. Right here on the BetQL Network.